Welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Tune in for daily discoveries as we celebrate curiosity and explore interesting facts about history, science, and more in five minutes or less. Hi, I'm Luke, and welcome to the Inquisit Kids Podcast. Have you ever built a marble run? Or set up dominoes to knock down? If you have, you know that when you set one piece in motion, you affect everything that follows. Today, we are learning about something similar. It started out with wolves, and in the end, it changed the course of a river. Wolves changed a river? How? By howling at it? Nope. Let's start at the beginning. Way back in the early 1900s, Yellowstone was already a national park. People thought it was a good idea to reduce the number of predator animals, so they killed the wolves in the area. All the wolves. This turned out to be a bad idea. Without the wolves to hunt them, the elk became so numerous that they ate all the willow trees down to stumps. They also ate all the aspen. There were no wolves to worry about, so the elk could stay in one place and eat until all the trees and shrubs were chewed down to nothing. And when the trees were gone, some of the smaller animals that lived in Yellowstone could not be found anymore. In 1995, ecologists working with the National Park Service decided to reintroduce 31 wolves to Yellowstone National Park. Ecologists are scientists that study the relationship between animals and their habitats. They hoped that the wolves would hunt some of the elk and reduce the elk population. They weren't sure if any of the other animals would be affected. What actually happened shocked them. The new wolves hunted the elk, and the elk population was reduced a little. What the ecologists had not predicted was that the presence of the wolves changed the elk's behavior. With wolves prowling around, the elk were under pressure to keep moving to avoid the wolves. They wouldn't stay in the low areas long enough to eat every tree down to the stump. The elk actually took to the forested areas when wolves were near. The elk also formed smaller herds, which is more healthy for them than living in huge herds. When wolves started killing elk, the scavengers wanted their share. Ravens, eagles, coyotes, wolverines, and bears came to clean up after the wolves and share the meal. The wolves also hunted the coyotes, which increased the number of mice and rabbits in the area. Those animals are food items for hawks, weasels, and badgers, who all moved back in once there were enough mice and rabbits to go around. Once the elk began to roam around, the willow trees started growing back on the banks of the river. When the willows came back, the songbirds came back, because they had willow trees to perch and nest in. The presence of the songbirds made some types of insects come back. Insects that hadn't lived in this river valley for almost a hundred years. The bears increased in number because there were berries on the shrubs again. And then the beavers came back. Beavers need willow trees to build dams. Once the beavers built dams, there were cool, shady spots to fish. When the fish became plentiful, the otter, ducks, muskrats, and reptiles came back to the river to feed. Beaver dams raise the water table, which encourages more willow trees to grow on the river banks. Once there were trees growing again alongside the river, they held the topsoil down, so there was less erosion. 
which made the river meander less. This created more pools and more stable banks, and the river began to run straighter. Today, there are approximately a hundred wolves in the park. The entire food chain, and even the physical land and rivers, were changed for the better when wolves were reintroduced to Yellowstone. Thanks for tuning in to the Inquisikids podcast. If you want to see the sources we used for this episode or send us some listener mail, you can find links in the episode description. 